You're listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. Welcome to the Glass City Church Podcast. My name is Justin Shirley. I'm an intern here at Glass City Church. Uh, here, actually, a little bit of a different podcast than what we would normally do. I'm actually sitting with the Glass City Church worship team. And to give you just a little bit of an introduction on the team itself, um, we have four people here. Um, we're actually missing Pastor Jeff. He's actually at uh, home right now. And <laughs> starting with Mike. Mike, if you want to introduce yourself, uh, your name the instrument that you play, uh, the uh, job that you do, your occupation, uh, and the time you've been at Glass City. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, well, you already said my name. My name is Mike. (laughs) And um, Classic. Yes. (laughs) You said Mike. Tell us your name. Um, And we're also speaking into mics as well. Yes. It's like really weird. It's like Inception. Like like podcast Inception. Um, Anyway, yeah. So I'm Mike. I play uh, guitar mainly. Um, and I am a software engineer. That's my occupation. Sweet. Yeah, so I'm Rebecca. Um, I play acoustic guitar. Um, my occupation, I'm a barista, so that's fun. And yeah. Where I, are you a barista at? Rust Belt Coffee, downtown Toledo. Um, oh, I work downtown. I need to go. That's a selfless plug. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Shameless. Cool. Yeah, You're it's welcome. fun. Thank awesome. you for that <laughs> <laughs> opportunity. What do you, Daniel? Oh, well, I'm Daniel. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I play the cajon now, and I'm a nurse in a long-term care facility called Sunset Village. Awesome. Excellent. And the last but not least. Oh, I'm Jessica, and uh, I don't play any instruments. I sing, and... For my job, I work part-time as a secretary slash errand runner. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, and I've been at Glass City f- about nine years almost. Nine um, years. Wow. Gosh, yes. That's yeah. almost time that we started as a church. Yeah, 2010 was when I first started at Glass City. Sweet. It's amazing. Excellent, excellent. So as we jump in here. Uh, some questions I want to ask you all is, how did you start playing? This is a question for everyone. Uh, how did you start playing uh, instruments? And also, when did you start at Glass City playing instruments and serving on the worship team? How Maybe a, some info on that. Mike, yeah. starting with you again. Um, so, yeah, I started playing... I started playing drums, actually, when I was, like, five. And... Um, my parents, obviously, you know, drums are expensive, so they couldn't afford, like, a full drum set. So I played snare drum um, when I was really, really young and, like, marching band. Were you a little drummer boy? I was a little drummer boy, <laughs> yeah. Um, just a little bit, though. Yeah. And then, um, but when I was, like, 12, I think, I wanted to play guitar, so my dad got me an acoustic guitar. I obviously started out playing, like, Nirvana, as you do when you're 12 in the 90s. Um, yeah, so... Here at Glass City, I've actually only been playing maybe not even a year, probably yet. I would say. Um, so I play electric guitar here, and uh, yeah, perfect. Moving on next. Yeah, so um, acoustic guitar is the only instrument that I play. Well, I play ukulele, but I only know like three songs. So Same. I don't know if that counts. We'll allow it. Yeah, it'll be okay. I mean, everybody know, knows those three songs, yeah, though. You know, right. can't help falling in love somewhere over the rainbow. 
mm-hmm. as you do. That's the one twinkle, I twinkle, star. <laughs> I don't know that one. But yeah. Do you have, like, smoke on the water? I do not. You should learn how to play that. That's, everybody learns <laughs> smoke on the water. Like, that's <laughs> the first thing I ever learned on the uke was smoke on the water. Oh, well, on the uke, huh? Yeah. I did not. But um, I feel like I never remember when I started playing acoustic guitar. I might have been, like, 13 or 14, maybe. I don't even remember. But that's so long ago. Well, okay. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, I was, like, enamored with the whole, like, acoustic guitarist aesthetic, and I thought, like, they were, like, the coolest people, so I wanted to play acoustic guitar. So I got a guitar for Christmas, and um, I started lessons, um, but mainly self-taught, but also some, like, guidance from um, guitarists that I knew. Um, so, yeah, so it's been good. And then... I also don't remember when I started playing here. Um, it's probably been a couple of years, maybe? Two-ish, maybe? I don't know. A bit of time. A so bit of time. That's a good, that's <laughs> a a good of length time. of time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so me, I started playing, actually, guitar when I was 18. Um, I had the option of, well, my parents asked me what I wanted for my 18th birthday, I said uh, either a car or a guitar. Uh, wait, a car or a guitar? Yeah, that's weird verbiage. Okay, anyways, uh, so they got me a guitar, and <laughs> I just started like. Wait, you picked a gu- wait what? <laughs> <laughs> I think he said no. I said a car <laughs> or a guitar. Oh, I think you said get car, and they thought you said get tar. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> everything like usual. It, either way, I ended up with a guitar, which <laughs> I was thankful for. Um, so I had a real good friend of mine who played guitar as well. So just like watching him play and then me and him would play together, we just kind of make up our own things. And I would like watch videos on YouTube and figure out how to do certain things. Um, so I started playing guitar. And then when I moved back to the States from Haiti, I was a part of a campus ministry down in Bowling Green where I would play guitar and help lead worship. And then a friend of mine who's a drummer said, I think you should play the congas <laughs> and so we, he, we got a he like gave me some tips on how to do some like drumming patterns and put me in front of a set of congas and then that's what I did for a little while and then when we started coming to Glass City I think it was probably around 2012 or 13 when um, I actually started here playing the djembe What's a djembe, for those who don't know? A djembe is almost like a bongo, only bigger, and it's uh, it's hard to Google explain. It. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a single And djembe bongo? starts with a D, just yeah. so everyone knows. <laughs> it's silent. Yeah, if oh. you Google it, it's DJ. <laughs> yeah, it's DJ, M-A-E. FYI. Um, so I did that for a little while, and then Jessica, my wife, sitting next to me here. Oh, that's right, because you and Jessica are yeah, married. Yeah, we're married. It's oh. a thing. Um, <laughs> Babies. Yeah, on the way. First one. Anyways. That, by the way. Thank you. Should, um, we talk about, wait, should we talk about, while we're on the topic, her hunger? No. Hunger games? No. Okay. <laughs> For everyone's safety, we'll we're going to move on to that. <laughs> uh, so, But then my wife bought me a cajon, which has a J in it. Interestingly enough, Pattern, focus patterns. on spelling. Kajan. Yeah. Kajan. Um, and 
I brought that in after she bought it for me, and I was like, I think this would sound good with our worship set. And then ever since I started playing that, we've kind of stuck with it because we like the the sound that it provides and the dynamics. Do you so, have a lot of cojones or just one? Moving along, moving <laughs> along. Uh, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> They couldn't resist. <laughs> they couldn't. They couldn't have resisted it. I could have. Okay. <laughs> so Jessica, so, how'd you start playing? Well, here, um, when I was a child, um, both my parents played piano and guitar, and they both um, actually helped to lead worship at Bible studies and at our church when I was a kid. So. I grew up around people playing and singing, and um, and I took piano lessons for a couple years, but um, my teacher got pretty frustrated with me because I played more by ear than by reading. Um, That'll get you. So, so um, and then we moved, and I never continued lessons, um, and my mom got rid of her piano. So I didn't really learn. I'm sad about that. Um but um, I did try playing guitar for a period of time when I was a teenager, um, but that was short-lived also. <laughs> Singing has really been um, what's been easiest for me. It was come natural to me. I like harmonies. Um, that's something I was always attracted to in like, music, and I would sit and listen to the radio and just try to harmonize to every song I liked. Um, so... Yeah. yeah. So I got good at that, I guess. Or yeah, yeah. sort of good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so when did you start? I don't know if you already mentioned that. Well, no, I didn't. Um, I So I was singing... Um, I knew Jeff and Ashley Lavalette, um prior to coming to Glass City um, because I knew them through campus ministry um, at uh, Bowling Green called ACT. And I actually sang with... Jeff um, for the worship team there. Oh, very cool. And so when I came to Glass City, it was just a natural thing. Jeff was just like, yeah, you want to sing? I'm sure. So just kind of continued. <laughs> Is that how it happened? I mean, yeah. there was no, yeah, it, it was just continuation of yeah. no contract. You mean you got in a 360 deal? Is that what you're saying? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> a music industry thing. Can you, can you <laughs> like, write your own stuff? And, like, are you, like, is the man, like... Compressing you to only write and sing what I'm kidding. It's a joke. Oh. The man. <laughs> the man. I don't the even know. You have to keep it radio friendly. Yeah, you got to keep basically it. what he's trying to get at. Okay. Anyways, very cool. Uh, so, this is a question for uh, the room, essentially. Uh, Should we leave then? I mean, these if these walls could talk. Anyways, uh, so how does music? play a role in your own walk with the Lord? And so this can kind of be for anyone. I Don't guess everyone answer all at once. Right. Um, for me, music is... In my walk with the Lord, it seems like music is a way that, like, sometimes I can't find the right words to say. And so some things are just best like poured out in song I feel like because I feel like speaking them plainly or just like saying them is just not enough Mm -hmm. um and so for me that's kind of the role that music plays in my walk with the Lord is it allows me to like get more into Mm -hmm. my interactions with him I suppose like I'm able to 
like really get into like the emotions and really get into like the expressions that are involved with music um especially my personality i'm very rhythmic and so um to be able to express myself that way really kind of just builds an authenticity i guess between me and god you know me and my father so almost like solidifies yeah. yeah, it like really, it just, it it better shows like my feelings towards him, you know, like my appreciation for what he does. Like it's just, yeah. it's easier to express those things and, and like as best as we can with what we have, you know, uh, language wise, it's, I feel like that's kind of the role that it plays. Yeah. 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 And I think that's like, um... I don't know. I feel like sometimes we box in like musical worship as like a facet of what we do at church. It's how we've redeemed something that the world has. Um, but I think like I don't know. Like God is the one who started music, and the Bible talks about Him singing over us. Mm-hmm. And we and when we um, turn that turn that around and like engage with Him through music, that's like a reflection of Him. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's why it's so meaningful. You know, because it's. It's really mimicking him, and that's what we're called to do. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would say, uh, like, I think Daniel kind of hinted at in the beginning, what is that, like, music breaks language barriers, mm-hmm. and um, it's great, especially in worship, to see music, like, affecting people's lives and their emotions, and a lot of times with, you know, we can be critical of emotions, and we don't want to make decisions on emotions, but God, like, um, she was saying, you know, created music and created emotion. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times, like, you become encouraged seeing somebody else worshiping yeah. through music mm-hmm. um, and being part of that, you know, is uh, a blessing and a privilege. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool how music can be used in so many, like, different ways, not only just in in um, your church service or even just singing with your family or, um, you know, people you know, um, say at a Bible study or something, but, um, you know, just in your own, like, personal time, like, interacting with the Lord, like, it doesn't even have to be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to come up with some really awesome new, you know, worship song. No, yeah. I, I, you can really use, like, music and just how God inspires you musically to pray. Um, you can pray um, through singing Um, and it doesn't have to rhyme and it doesn't have to be perfect for someone else it's just you're you know um, communicating with the Lord in that way and I think that's uh, where you kind of I don't know I've personally experienced just kind of a deeper connection with the Lord in times of prayer like that Uh, I think it's cool yeah Yeah, absolutely and I mean, I'm a music lover. Uh, I can't really, I don't play on the worship team in that capacity. Uh, but uh, I, I couldn't agree with more with y'all. Uh, and worship engages the total man. Yeah. Um, it's not just a, a thought process or emotion. It's it's both. Yeah. Um, it's encapsulating things that we can't necessarily uh, think, or we do, I should say, we do think. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah. Well, it's like Praise it connects God. the mind and the heart yeah. in that moment. Absolutely. Like, it kind of does that. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, the Bible even talks about that, like worshiping in spirit and in truth. Right. You mm-hmm. know, like the whole the whole body, the whole mm-hmm. the whole person. person. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Absolutely. 
So some unique uh, blessings and maybe even some challenges in serving on the worship team. Some thoughts on that. Maybe um, uh, some things that you learned uh, and maybe some things that uh, you wish probably you didn't learn. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess I can start. Um, I mean, it's a blessing to play music um, with people. And we have talent, a lot of talent at Glass City for how small of a church we are. Um, and I think like over like being part of the worship uh, scene here at Glass City for maybe a year at the most, um, and working with Jeff to try to figure out areas that we can grow um, without you know going overboard. I think that's the hard part about particularly modern like praise music sure. is that. Um, it you it's it's easy to become a performance and not be uh, focused on why you're really there to play music sure. and uh, accompanying people in their worship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's that's a little uh, you know difficult, especially at a smaller church. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and me playing the instrument that I play, um, trying to create sound that fills space without it being a distraction is mm-hmm. like I guess my main focus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and always trying to f- to find the right sound for the right song and the setting that we have mm-hmm. is what I would, would say. Yeah, for me, it's uh, like one of the benefits of being like on the worship team and stuff and playing the cajon is that because, like I said earlier, the way that I tend to express myself when I sing in worship I can do that without getting in trouble. Because, <laughs> like, it, it, I remember even growing up, it, I would be in a, you know, sitting in the pew or standing or whatever, and music was playing, so I'd be tapping on, like, the bench in front of me or, like, banging on the chair in front of me, and I would always, my mom would always be, like, tapping me, like, stop it, stop it. <laughs> um, so this way, I can do it and not get in trouble. Yeah, she'll give you the right hand of fellowship. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, to... I mean, that's one way to do it. Um, one of the, I think one thing that, like, being up there every Sunday, though, and engaging because when you're up there there is that sense like that extra sense of not wanting to be a distraction not wanting to take away from people's time worshiping yeah mm-hmm. because like i said like we're not necessarily leading them into worship but we're accompanying them you know yeah. we're side by side we are worshiping just as much as they are or at least that's how it should be um but there is an extra sense of not wanting to be that distraction so yeah. you're at times it can get to where like you kind of have to focus on what you're doing a little bit and it can take away and so for me i feel like having a couple weeks here and there where you can just be in the audience and not have that extra weight of you know wanting to do well like for me that's kind of the worst part about being up there is just sometimes that extra part gets in the way for me at at times Mm -hmm. um so having like a break every now and then where you can just stand in the audience side of things and just worship it doesn't change anything as far as what you're doing it's still worship but Mm -hmm. you feel more less responsible for (laughs) everyone else for you know um for that so that's that's where i stand on on those issues um i think a challenge for me is um just um well jeff um he kind of tends to like 
push people forward in areas where maybe they're not super confident. <laughs> and, this um, is when we were talking about the things you maybe you didn't want to learn. <laughs> so, so which is, but it's good. It's a, it's a challenge um, in a good way. Um, of course, he he challenges me to um, to. Well, really, he makes me <laughs> um, sing like um, songs um, by myself instead of just being the person who is um, harmonizing or kind of being in the background, which I would much rather be <laughs> that yeah. person. Um, and he knows that, but um, I think you know it's um, his heart to really also push others um, forward and to stretch us and grow us in different ways um, and and leadership abilities um so yep. that yeah so that we can do more um in uh, the church and wherever else we may be so yeah it's good um and i guess i'll so say that's a blessing, blessing yeah also. <laughs> it is it is it is the challenge and blessing, it's a blessing and a curse <laughs> no curses no curses no curses <laughs> it's a challenge <laughs> I would say one specific blessing is honestly just like being able to play with people because mm-hmm. um, I know I don't really I don't know I don't necessarily have like a ton of chances to like play with other musicians and um, for a while for a while I didn't think that would be something that I liked but then I started playing with groups and I was like wow this is like good this is amazing you mm-hmm. know just to play with other musicians and just to have the opportunity regularly um, just to worship alongside them and just make music with them it's just really fun so mm-hmm. i enjoy that yeah yeah and you get to know people too that's yeah, the other absolutely. nice thing is you you're getting to know the people that you are um worshiping with yeah. or that you're uh, wor- or leading with i guess i want yeah. to say um in ways that maybe you wouldn't normally uh get to interact with them so yeah yeah and so a question i actually didn't have in my notes um for y'all is is there any uh maybe behind the scenes things like uh i know i remember uh <laughs> any behind the scenes maybe inside jokes or uh even uh like signals i know i think if uh someone lifts up a guitar and that there needs to be more bass or something <laughs> anything with that I no know. that's yeah. not He's accurate that. at all yeah. <laughs> can can confirm that doesn't exist can confirm no there is a there is a signal like if jeff raises his guitar it, like it's supposed to indicate like, like a cutout <laughs> okay. you know but so there are some there are some subliminal things i thought that was justin's cue that he had to leave the room <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's just what we tell him <laughs> oh dang it Every, all this Sorry. time and well, now you know. Now it's been revealed. So now, now we got to find a different sound. Yep, now we got to lower the headset. Now it's going to be like the the nose, uh, the nose rub, and the ear pull. Yeah, we won't talk about those meanings. No, <laughs> no, there are there are some things, but the cool thing about the worship team and the people that we have on stage is we all blend so well and are flexible enough that a lot of times we can practice it a certain way, and when we actually start the service. The songs are not what we practice <laughs> at all. Um, I love that, and it's and it really <laughs> does. It is good <laughs> most of the time. Most of the time, um, because it, like it just kind of like shows how like yeah. the spirit can lead yeah. you in yeah, a certain direction that. in a song, and to have the flexibility like on mm-hmm. the worship team where you don't have like this is how we rehearse it, this is how yeah. we have to do it. Yeah, it takes away from like the actual worship yeah. side of yeah. things, and mm-hmm. so like behind the scenes, yes, there are some. But we don't 
but always it's not like follow it. Like yeah, it's not like strict, yeah. like yeah. you know, course one, verse two. Like yeah. you don't, we don't have that. We just yeah. kind of go with it. Yeah, we we uh, that like which is cool because the modern worship world is very technical. Mm. Like the technology that's used a lot of times are like click tracks in your ear and vocal cues in your ear going chorus one, chorus two. So we that is a, a, a great thing that we I think we do have is that we do kind of leave the room for the spirit to lead in the worship. And um, one of the As things Jessica was saying about like being challenged, um, which I personally appreciate, um, is that because the instrument that I play, like I have parts programmed into my system and so it challenges me to have to be able to switch and know where I'm at on the fly. Um, and mm-hmm. I get, will tell everybody, like, every probably every song I make a mistake. But I'm, I appreciate that because it, it challenges me to grow and become better. And the better that I become, the more I'm becoming better to be that accompanying factor in people's worship. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so <clears throat> something that uh, y'all had mentioned um, is... Uh, the the disconnect sometimes with performing and the focus on performing and trying to do a good job for just doing a good job sake maybe even I know this is person in my own life uh, this is a struggle for me doing things uh, and wanting to kind of steal some of the glory have a little piece of the glory taste a little of the glory uh, <laughs> a little taste uh, that's a natural libre reference if you didn't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, but no, that's a, that's a real thing in my life. I, just any thoughts uh, on on that? Any anything? Yeah, that's the hard part, right? <laughs> uh, like, and it's easy to become overly critical of worship sure. music um, more than any other genre. And I think, in a way, that's the right approach. You know, we're again, we're not performing artists we're mm-hmm. accompanying worship i guess mm-hmm. um but that yeah that's that's the hard part i think like at least i guess i can talk about my approach to practicing for worship is uh i practice and create parts from the recorded songs because we're not doing any original music and then i kind of tone it back from there during re- rehearsal or on the fly based on where the spirit is leading in that moment um, but I think, yeah, it's really always important to remember that you are there to help guide and worship and to worship yourself, yeah. not mm-hmm. to worship yourself. <laughs> right. yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I feel like, I mean, like you said, Justin, that's something that like, everybody struggles with in everything that they do, of being course. a glory thief. Um, mm-hmm. it's, I feel like it's definitely easiest when it feels like a performance um like every single week mm-hmm. i it it's like a struggle because i'm like i want to do well but i don't feel like i'm as good as a musician as i want to be mm-hmm. um but i'm going to make a mistake and then it's going to be a problem and then every <laughs> single week i have to like no that's not even it's not even the point you know i think mm-hmm. one of the uh, i was talking with somebody about this and they said like um a, one of the biggest problems like with worship music like in the church is that like when we're looking for worship leaders we look for talented musicians mm-hmm. and really that should not be the number one right. um what's right. the word um like criteria yeah, yeah yeah it needs the number one priority for a worship leader needs to be somebody who loves the lord and has a heart for faithful, yeah. um yeah for leading other people in that worship and 
um, it helps to be a good musician. Right. <laughs> nice. yeah, of course. But uh, ultimately, it it's really not. That's not the point. And mm-hmm. I think that's helpful to remember. Um, and honestly, like when I do make mistakes, that's that's good because it it's like a perspective check. It's like okay, you can chill out. It's not about you. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like and look at these people. They don't even care. Like they're yeah. not gonna. Most of them don't even notice. Exactly. Most of the time, people don't even notice. Yeah. Which is which is good because like nobody thinks about yeah. me as much as I think they think about me. Of course. <laughs> So. And the only time, the only way you're going to get better at it is by, like you were sure. even saying earlier, playing with other musicians Absolutely. is the one thing that will make you better at mm-hmm. what you yeah. do. And as long as your perspective is always like to become better for the for Lord, the for, for God, Christ, yeah. not for yourself, then yeah. mm-hmm. there's absolutely that. nothing wrong with that. That's right. the way it should be. Yeah. And I mean, even if you do really mess up out loud, like <laughs> I've done before, because let me tell you, I've, I've started a song off key. Jeff can, <laughs> Jeff can tell you. But, you know, um, Jeff, I appreciate Jeff because uh, he, he teases me a little bit about that from time to time. We just always remember that, and it mm-hmm. is kind of like a little joke because <laughs> sometimes he'll start a song way off key and look at me you know and laugh <laughs> just to remind me of that one time but I appreciate that even that from him I know he's just joking with me but it helps me also to lighten up yeah. about even like the biggest most noticeable mm-hmm. mistakes right. that you can make in front of people in worship and really realize that like like what Rebecca was saying it that's not what it's about. Yeah, People right. are there to worship. At the end of church, no one's going to be coming up to you <laughs> making comments that. about yeah. how you started that song way off key. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if they are, obviously their priorities are not right during the worship. And I'm, yeah. not to be judgmental, I'm just saying um, our hearts and our attitudes are toward yeah. the Lord no matter how the person uh, up front is performing. Yeah. And, um, and I think also just... For me, I always try to take a posture of, um, I don't know, just how I am up in front on um, Sunday morning is how I would be if I was standing um, in the congregation, Mm -hmm. you know, worshiping. Um, And a lot of times I close my eyes because that helps me um, just to kind of block out um, distractions Mm -hmm. or if someone's, you know, feeling like someone's <laughs> looking at me or, you know, just anything that could throw me off additionally other than my own mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it, it's helpful in, in that regard to kind of really just think about how would I be worshiping if I wasn't standing here yeah. and, and try to worship that way. And I think even, um, yeah. I think Daniel touched on this earlier, but like even when when there's kind of that release and like, just to worship wholeheartedly even when you're on stage Mm -hmm. um when people see that that is encouraging and that leads them them to to worship Mm -hmm. also so that's Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. right and and i know like that's something that i am conscious of too i think well if i raise my hands people in the church are going to feel more free to raise their hands if i clap people are going to feel more free to clap yeah if that's the urge that they're having if i move around they're going to feel okay to move around a little bit Mm -hmm. and and i think that that's good and we want to encourage that and not discourage um those Mm -hmm. things because those are healthy expressions of worship yeah yeah i feel like i mean just echoing what everyone's saying in the sense of like when you're up there there is that that desire to want to do well mm-hmm. and sometimes it comes out in pride of like oh look how good I am or this part about me but the thing that I try to keep in perspective is basically goes along with what we're learning in John like with John the Baptist 
who like his whole ministry he was talking but his every time that anyone asked like who are you he just pointed them to christ and so when we're worshiping up on stage that mindset of this is not about people seeing me Mm -hmm. this is about people Mm -hmm. interacting with god in this moment like this worship isn't about us it's not it's about them and god um and so just having that mindset so that way when you do mess up like that's not a it's not a bad thing yeah. it's because the worship isn't about perfection right. it's about interacting with the father yeah. like in that yeah. way and similar to you know jessica saying that she closed her eyes a lot of times i find myself with my eyes closed um playing the cajon sometimes i miss a beat but it, <laughs> it like with my eyes closed it allows me to focus in mm-hmm. and like really focusing on my worship and focusing on myself as far as like the position of my heart of mm-hmm. like what I'm trying to express to the father because sometimes I can't always sing all the songs like I don't have the words in front of me yeah. mm-hmm. sometimes it's just listening and um, following along with the rhythm mm-hmm. but even in that I'm able to like really like feel a connection to yeah. the mm-hmm. father and and I and I think if you're if your focus is like oh I just got to do a good job and you're focusing on every little detail you're missing out I mean yeah. you are missing yeah, out and so I feel mm-hmm. like for me I don't want to miss out mm-hmm. in that time that I have with the father because mm-hmm. I mean just like everyone else I struggle sometimes throughout the week to find like intentional times sure. to get into the worship that way and I don't have like the other musicians with me all the time yeah it's and a different so, setting right yeah. it is a different setting and so I think it's for me, that's like my motivation to maintain that humility and yeah. that realization of like, this is my opportunity that I get to like interact with the Father on this level. Like kind of what, what Rebecca was saying earlier about like reflecting that worship that like God sings over us. Now we get to join Him yeah. in those songs and basically just point that glory right back to Him. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, absolutely, and I and I and I appreciate y'all for. Uh, your service on the worship team because when you guys are and this is not only just true on the worship team but also in our own lives when we have the ability to be real with one another and yeah. be vulnerable it gives others the uh the green light to do that as well yeah. mm-hmm. um and so and that's just like i said not only in the worship team but in life as well and so i'm just so thankful for y'all uh serving us in our church in that way um Everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, this is the Glass City Church Podcast. Do not forget to subscribe on iTunes and also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we look forward to uh, producing more content for y'all. Hopefully this is uh, a blessing to you, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. For more content or more information about Glass City Church, visit our website at www.glasscitychurch.org.